What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the throne. It's the weekend. It's the weekend, and it's Saturday, and we sitting up in this throne. We finna give it to you. We finna talk about it, and already got started. <laughs> up in here, it is Saturday, 1 o'clock, 1.15, all around the world, different times, but it's still the same space. You know, we're going to give it to you right here on the throne, broadcasting live on Fishbowl Radio Network. One of the largest in the nation, and we ain't doing no playing up in here. We got Red January, got Tad Nips, you know what I'm saying, and we got my brother Jay. Which were you going to learn a little bit about right now? You've heard some of his music playing on the show, so I give him a chance to say hello. This handsome gentleman right here, let him know who you are. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm uh, Jay. Um, uh, I'm the founder and creator of uh, Executive Society brand. Um, we got some things upcoming here soon. Um, we're getting in the nonprofit area trying to uh, reach out to the community and influence community leaders to be leaders, you know, yeah, get in touch yeah. with the youth and um, bring folks up, you know, organically. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I go by J.O. Cyrus. Um, Executive Life Music is, is also in the works, too. Um, just putting some clean music out there, man. Um, it, you know, the music game has uh, been dumbed down a lot, just my opinion. You know, yeah. I can't speak for everybody, but, um, you know, I'm trying to put real bars out there. You know, yeah. we, we go back to 90s like Nas or whatever, you know, uh, challenge myself when I write. Um, but, yeah, I, I put real bars out there and, and try to take the, the negativity out of out of the, the music that I yeah. produce, right? I just put a mission behind it. You know, the last few years I've been, I overcome a lot, you know, I've, I've overcome a lot. So um, just kind of talking about my process, mm. how I went from oblivion to ascension. Mm. Mm. Right, so yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Everybody's light bulb. Write that down. Now you should come prepared. Sidebar conversation. <laughs> hey, hey. Matter of okay. fact, you know. Oh well. Hey, beautiful queen. How you doing today? Red January. Hey, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Hey. I was talking about you the other night to vet. We were on the phone, and you know, you came up on the conversation. You know, and that was what good was stuff. I was bragging. I was bragging. You gonna tell me what you said? No. Why? No. You were talking about me. I was me? telling you, telling what you said on the showcase when you after you performed and you know the things that you said on the stage. You know what I'm saying? And when you were speaking about me, that, that you know what I'm saying that was a special moment for me. You know, and I was just you know telling somebody else that you know I deemed to be special too. You know. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nice to to know you're thought of when you're not in the room and you're spoken highly of because yes. you know people. Yeah. Smiling your face. What's going on? What's going on in Red January's world? You know, um, getting up, getting ready for uh, 2023 high school graduation. I got a young man in my house that's getting ready to graduate. Ooh. Rites of passage into his hmm. his manhood and Come things. So, Big Mama's over here getting it together so we can get him across this stage and and into the first steps into his life. So that's what my focus is right now. But also Bricks in the Wall is gearing up. It's summertime. We got shows. We booking shows. We booking shows. We booking shows. So um, this summer is going to be fun. We got uh, House of Blues New Orleans and um, a spot in Baton Rouge coming up in June. I think we're coming back to Dallas House of Blues in July. We've got Lava Cantina, um, yeah. Legacy Hall lined up. So Got a lot going on, bricks in the wall, heavy uh, in the Dallas area. Um, so just really focusing on that. Um, I'm also gearing up for a 2024 uh, calendar. 
I've been talking about doing one for years, and I think I'm finally ready, mature enough, have a little, you know, direction with my artistry. I'm and excited stuff to about get that, that together. So yeah, yeah, I've been taking some pictures and traveling and doing some things. Ready to take a whole photo shoot, and you'll never see it until three years later. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. I gotta <laughs> wait, wait for the wild moment. Change my hair, whatever. Yeah, all mm -hmm. of, but it's yeah. okay. It's summertime. Tad Nipson got all swole and everything. Uh, he got his summer ready. Out. Hey, man. Summer ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to. Like, Y'all have amazing resumes. I don't even know what to say about my life this past week. Uh, all right, let's start. Uh, this week, uh, you know what I'm saying? I started my OnlyFans. Uh, Y'all, I'm booked. No, 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 no. I, I low-key believe it. Don't try to come back yeah, with the I'm yeah. playing. No, nah, man. Uh, this week, man, recovering. Um, you know, looking back. Uh, over what's happened in the past week, uh, the showcase. Yes. Yeah. Uh, found out a lot of things yes. I could do better, and also found out some uh, some amazing un, un untapped talent. Yes. In the city of Dallas. So you know, first of all, I want to say thank you. Uh, we ran ran an amazing show yes. last Saturday. Yes. It was uh, if y'all don't know about it, uh, the video will be out soon. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's all I'll say. The video will be out soon. Uh, other than that, man, just uh, preparing for um, next Saturday. I'll be performing on the uh, Tom Tom Joyner fan uh, Fantastic Voyage cruise. Uh, cruise that's gonna yeah. be lovely. That's Looking seven days busy. at sea. Uh, hence the gains. Yeah. Neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> no, but on, on on real life, man, life is life is just good, man. Don't forget June third. June third. Catch me. Uh, I'll be hosting um, the wettest show you'll probably ever go to. Uh, put on by Masterpiece. Uh, poets, so y'all make sure y'all get ready to check that out. I'll drop details. Did on you that say later. the wettest show? The wettest show you ever gonna see. That's all I'm gonna say. Hmm. The it's, wettest show. I know, right? It's, it's gonna wow. be a good show. It's a good marketing it's a scheme. Show. It's a yeah. Splash. What's mm -hmm. <laughs> hey man? <laughs> oh my bad, brother. No, no, we got here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. I, I'm just listening, man. <laughs> Before we get started on the show today, I, I just wanna uh, uh, definitely say. Um, Thank you, um, the guys, to everybody that showed up for the showcase. Um, uh, we had a great evening, man. I had an amazing show. You know, it was pretty. It was really good to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just like Tad said, we seen some areas that we can improve on, and um, you better believe, man. You know, me and Tad got our hands on it, and it's improvements in the conversation. That's what you're gonna see. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So. Yeah, Next month on the ninth, you know what I'm saying? We right back at you, man. Hit you right in the chest with another showcase. Right at you. You know it. what I'm saying? Something different, something saucy, something fine, some sexy. No, we missed. You know what? We we got a lot of ladies out there. We didn't get that many fellas. Man. That, I don't understand it. It was it was it was yeah. it was women. It wasn't no men. Which is I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just women, you know what I mean? So fellas, y'all yeah, know where y'all need to be at. I want to talk I want I want to kick this off and talk to you guys, bring up something that I uh, uh I actually seen through social media and uh uh which is yes, yeah, happens <laughs> real life, you know what I'm saying? It happens. It's just media's out there now, you know. And um this is a Charleston White thing, you know what I'm saying? When he uh, mm -hmm. Spoke on, you know what I'm saying, that baby being raised the way it is, or some uh, record. What was the ratchet rapper name? Few, few, um, what is it? Uh, 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 um, low? Finesse, two finesse, two finesse, yeah. finesse. And um, baby running around shooting dice and all that stuff like that. And it's being 
recorded or publicized and stuff like that. And uh, Charleston White called him out on it in his own way. You know what I'm saying? And said, call CPS <laughs> on him. You know what I'm saying? And I want to just bring that open, open a conversation on that, you know, because um, there's different viewpoints on that. Of mm-hmm. His actions or whatever and how he applied it or whatever the case may be, even a little things that he said in there, you know what I'm saying? You know, what was that conversation really hitting on right there? I mean, because we, we don't have enough support for our youth, especially our young black boys, as it is. So why you finesse two times, three times, or however many times, you're going to take this baby, he's at an impressionable age. You know, he need to be in school somewhere learning how to <laughs> do uh, some finances and keep some bank accounts and that kind of shit. But instead, y'all teaching him how to shoot dice and he cussing and and gambling and shit just like y'all and god knows what else he's doing you know that's that's what we see that's what you're allowing to be seen that's what you're putting out on your social media and it struck a chord with charleston white he's a youth advocate among other things he may be harsh and talk shit and all that kind of stuff but shit he's lived a hard life and he can connect to the ones that understand that language so he he was what i would call um righteously indignant about the fact that this young boy is being exposed to things and he's a baby, you know, and and instead of using your platform for good, you're using it to the destruction and the demise of our our society, our our little village, you know what I'm saying? And it made him feel kind of way. And so so what are you going to do? We sit up and we have these conversations all the time about what's wrong, what's wrong, and our differences on on what the solution is supposed to be, versus, uh, you know, men, what they feel about it versus women, what they feel about it. And what he basically said was ultimately none of that shit even matters. Like, how are we going to come together on a solution instead of being worried about the wrong shit? Like, this is the shit we need to be talking about and, and coming together for our kids, man. Yeah, yeah. real talk. Yeah. Oh, and, and this it's going to backfire a little bit, but 100% agree with him. He, he made it very clear. We talked about intentions a couple of weeks ago. Yes. When he first came out, he was very intent, and he and he said, he said, listen, I am an advocate for these babies. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care about none of these dudes, about none of the rappers, none of the gangsters, the street people, none of that. Uh, he even quoted, um, oh, crap, don't forget the name. It's easier to uh, to raise strong children than to fix broken men. I can't remember mm-hmm. where, where but I got yeah, the quote from. But he was serious about that. And my thing is, like, he's at, he's at a point <clears> where, you know, this baby is 10 years old. You know, and being in the school system, I see that yeah. a lot of these kids are running around reckless, no type of real guidance. Mm. So if his aim uh, was literally to, you know, save this young man's life, whether it be for the future or for right now, because, you know, the, the path that he's going on right now, uh, what he's being exposed to and what he's being uh, immersed in, that's not positive. There's no. nothing that's it's not conducive to him being successful in the future. So when, you know, whatever means he may have done, whether he called uh, Child Protective Services or just aired them out online, whatever the case may be, and I, I got to agree with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's enough negativity going around, going everywhere else. And then this dude, next two times, he's doing it to his own son. Yeah, that's your son. Let, let him make a choice, you know, before you put him in that lifestyle. Yeah. That's my two cents. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, it strikes it strikes two chords with me. Um, one one thing I wrote in my lyrics, it said I'm I'm not restricted to a street code voided in ghetto ethics. Um, I say that because we have this standard of street code, right? Um, the no snitching policy, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I'm not specifically a fan of Charleston White, but I also understand his radical perspective. 
um, whatever avenue he's taking to make those types of statements, I completely agree with what he was saying. Like, how can you do that to a child? And uh, you, you just completely robbed that child of all of his innocence mm -hmm. um, and did it swiftly at that. Um, and um, there was another bar that I wrote, and it it talks about how the importance of getting having accessibility to a nine millimeter is more important than a nine year old getting a hold of Pythagoras's theory. Mm. Mm. That's you know, yes, mm. like I messed my own self up when I wrote yeah. it. Right? I had to stop and think of <laughs> it. Yeah. The importance of having access to a nine milli is more important than a nine year old getting a hold of Pythagoras's theory, right? Like, it's it's very obvious what's happening out here in, the, in these communities. Like, how can you not implement some type of change to keep this stuff from happening? But of course, that dollar bill, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to take precedence over everything in this society. In this right? society, it will. In slow society, surely. it will. My take on it is um, Charleston White's approach, the words that he said, the whole story is this, you know what I'm saying? First of all, I'm gonna start with uh, finesse. You know, you know he can only get that child what he know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care if he got access to social media or whatever the case may be. He is who he's around, so he is. So he doesn't have no information, but the information is available for this boy. So you know who who you have to look at. Why is he around? Doing this, putting this child on video, and you know, scooting him around social media, and this, and he know he knows it's wrong, but he don't have no idea. In other words, well, he has no conviction about correct. It he he ha he's not been taught. Person. He's not yeah. been taught. That's why he can't see himself among, mm -hmm. you know, opposed to himself. He can't see himself. Here it is, though. Charleston White did what a lot of a lot of people would not do. Mm -hmm. Call him on that shit. Do you imagine how many people looking at this and ain't saying shit? Yeah. You know, and then go deeper. Charleston White might not y'all a lot of people might not agree with a lot of stuff. I don't agree with everything he said, but one thing he did, he's created a platform where his voice can be heard by millions. Mm -hmm. And if you pay attention to him, you can take the nuggets and you know how to decipher through the bullshit. So you know what I'm saying? That part I wanna say kudos to him you know what i'm saying and i know him personally so therefore i know he's an advocate for the church he's he he just sat down and broke bread at a table with me trying to get something involved with the kids with the radio and everything like that so i know i know what's really popping with him you know what i'm saying so but you it's called him cps he did what a lot of people should have done a long time ago man a long time ago man he's doing what he's here he's born to do is to protect you know what I'm saying? What his father wouldn't do. His father's not protecting him. His father is killing him, man. And if you didn't ever have anybody to protect you, you you don't you don't know, know what that. that looks like. So yeah. you're not identifying that with something good. Maybe maybe you're identifying it with someone trying to hurt you because you're not used to being exposed to something like that. Right. So you whether whether guard. you know yeah. it or not is for is for your good, you know. But but when we're not familiar with the thing, we're going to resist it at first. So it's not going to be easy for Charleston White to break through to these kids, even though he's being tough and being street with them because that's what they understand. It's going to be harder to get through to them little niggas. Right. Because mm -hmm. they, they haven't been exposed to – to something solid, to something good, to a sense of normalcy. All they know is that street shit. So that's why finesse two times feels like it's okay to have that baby in that environment because he obviously has not been exposed to something that that is is neat and tidy and clean and upstanding and, and protected. You know what I'm saying? Because that would never sit right in his spirit to expose a young black 
young black man, a young black kid to some shit like that. You know what, Red? You made me think about something, you know, and um, I, I, I'm, I'm literally grateful for the brother because of this. I'm an ex-game member. I'm an ex-blood. And, 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 and he has done, once again, what nobody's ever done is created this space where millions can he- hear him and literally speak, speak the truth on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Gangster is a gangster. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? A thug is a thug. You know what I'm saying? But when you come with this group of guys, the Crips, Bloods, and stuff like that, and the people he's calling out or whatever the case may be, you are a big vein of our destruction. So he's attacking what is destroying us. Mm-hmm. Look at it's it like that. Personal. He's attacking it bravely. Yeah, it ain't personal. Whoever you are, if you in the it way, ain't. shit, you're going to get caught the, the carpet. You're in the way. My you know? question is, like, where were the men around for this two times? Because this has obviously been going, along, going on for a while. Like, how can you sit there and what, no one told that dude the truth about, like, this is not good to be putting a good environment to put your son in? Like, where was that one person who could have told him this is not right? The person wasn't there because who he seen was whoever his mother was with, whether his father or they, they had a broken home or dysfunctional home. Maybe he don't but, come from nothing. Now he got something. So everybody around him flunkies and just, you know, they're they're uh, amazed yes, with wow. what they're seeing. Yeah. They're amazed with seeing this dude. You know, he got money. He's flashing. He's gambling. He got bitches. He's whoop-de-whoop and going doing shows and blah, 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 living the life. They ain't never seen no shit like that. They from the hood. So yeah. this is great to them. So if this is their leader... <laughs> <laughs> and he don't have no foundation, then all the little ones coming up behind him ain't going to be looking at no kind of life other than that either. Hoping and praying that they get a lucky break because that's the only reason why this nigga got what he got. Come on, let's wow. keep it real. This is They're not building generational <laughs> Make you wealth. Think you about just the got damage lucky, is nigga. Being done, so you can't huh? pass down luck to somebody <laughs> else. Think about the damage. Setting them up for setting them up for failure, man. man. Golly, poor baby. Like right now. Yeah, there's a right now. Right now, now. with his child in the room. Mm -hmm. Right now. Or passing it to his kid. (laughs) Let's say this, Red. You're gonna love me for this one. We talk about accountability so much. Mm -hmm. We always talk about accountability. Look at it like this. I understand those are you know the hood dudes that surround them whatever, but at some point, especially if you had it hard coming up as a father, does it not cross your mind that like it got to be something better Different. for mine, <laughs> yeah. for mine? And then the other part of accountability, especially, and I'm talking to the fellas right now, whether you're a gang member or whatever, whatever you do, whatever hustling street, whatever you're doing, look at it like this. We talk about calling our women out on accountability so much, yeah. We hating on Charleston White, who is literally. Calling out all these gang members, all of these street dudes, these so-called rap dudes, all these these fake flunkies, as you would call them, <laughs> you know, for doing yeah. the negative stuff. And we're yeah. and he's actually holding them accountable and telling them this is going to yeah. be your consequence. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What is the response? The response from everybody else is, oh, he talked too harsh. He too this. Mm-hmm. He too that. Yeah. Of course, nobody agrees with anything that everybody says 100%. But he is literally holding their feet to the fire. And they and don't he's, like it. He's not getting masses. the support from from the regular people like us who see this stuff and say, hey, that's good that he's looking out for the kids in a way that some people scared to talk to them rappers and them gangsters like that. Yeah, but everybody's so sensitive now. The, I mean, you can't say anything without somebody getting offended, somebody bashing somebody on social media about the way they responded. Then we find ourselves having to come back to social media and apologize to, to some people that we don't care about and we ain't even sorry for what we said. But because everybody's so sensitive, we have to be careful what we say. So what makes Charleston White stand out from every 
everybody else so much is he don't give a fuck about what y'all talking about out there. I'm going to say what I want. And if you don't like it and you don't agree, well, keep it pushing. You ain't got to listen to what I got to say. But I feel like there is purpose in what I'm doing it and the way I'm doing it. And there's a demographic of people that need to hear what I have to say, the way I have to say it. And they're not going to be able to receive it from anybody else. So shut up always trying to make people be quiet because you don't agree. Ooh, that'll Ooh, preach somebody. Come on, <laughs> priest then. <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a break and listen to a, a, a couple of our commercials from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, for entrepreneurs, okay, it is me, it. Dr. Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. And I want to invite you to this year's The Run Entrepreneurial Conference happening on July 15th at 8 a.m. at On the Levee in Dallas, Texas. Listen, if you are a CEO, a CFO, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or you're just thinking about starting a business, you need to get to The Run Entrepreneurial Conference on July 15th. 2023. Listen, if you are a truck driver, a dispatcher, freight broker, it doesn't matter what you do, get to the Run Conference this year. We're going to have workshops, conferences, roundtable discussions. If you want to get into dispatching, trucking, AI, artificial intelligence, whatever you need in business, we got you covered. Come have the entrepreneurial experience of a lifetime on July 15th at the Run Conference. The Run Conference Experience, Saturday, July 15th at 9 a.m. Don't miss out on the Levy Center, 1108 Quaker Street, Dallas. For registration, go to www.runconference.org. You know those conversations that nobody want to talk about? They fray away from? They're scared to talk about? Yeah, the throne. That's where the conversation is being had. On Fishbowl Radio Network, every Saturday from 1 to 3, live all over the world, The Throne Talk Radio, real talk radio. The Throne. Welcome back to The Throne. Welcome back to The Throne. I want to start this segment um, with a clip of our um, that I'm gathering off my TikTok um, and um, it's a Vivette, our, our other co-host, and um, it, it was it was in this other studio. And I want to bring this up. There's a few points I want to make in here, uh, but it was fire though. So just bear with us and listen. You haven't taught me nothing new. You haven't listened to nothing new I've had to offer. We're not cooking together. We're not learning how to eat better together. We're not walking around the Trinity together. We're not doing anything together. But you're talking about you want to experience new sexual things with me. Well, you haven't unlocked Come on. the mystery of my mind in different ways. Unlocked the mystery. You haven't, um, you haven't done any. You haven't done any of those things. I need you, us. And so, and so often, really, I think when we think about relationships, especially when I talk to men, it's like always about in the bedroom, man. There's five, ten other rooms in the goddamn house. Come on, come on. God damn. The garage is fucked. The garage is fucked up. You look like you're pregnant. You look like you're pregnant talking about I need to lose weight, bitch. Let's, no. And then you wonder why I don't want to suck your dick because your stomach is on my head. And then if I ask you, come on, baby, let's go for a walk. Let's look at this new recipe. Man, how do you cook quinoa? What are we doing over here? Let's go to this poetry night. Let's go listen to some jazz. Let's go on a road trip. We ain't got nothing to do. Let's go down to Galveston. Let's do something. You oh, baby, look, my, the game going to be on. Man, fuck that game. You fucking one of the players? I mean, 
Yeah, <laughs> that was going in. I feel that though. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. This is one. This was a, a great clip because to me, let me cut it off. And the, one of the reasons why is this: it's it's, it's um, she's telling the truth. She's telling the truth, not for all men, of course. You know what I'm saying? But you know, um, being and going back to the intentional part, mm-hmm. be intentional because if she, what she explained there, if you're dealing with a man that's doing all of that and you know don't want to get out, don't want to go to these places, don't want to do anything, don't want to even talk, don't want to converse, don't want to explore her mind or whatever the case may be, why are you why are you messing with her? You know what I'm saying? Is this is this is this is that big in society right now that just guys just want to interrupt a person's life, a woman's life? You understand what Hell I mean? Yeah. And my question Time I'm asking, you know, that's that's with your boring ass vanilla thinking you really doing something, but haven't taken the time to see is that even getting me off while you standing here posing with your hands on your hips like Superman, dun dun dun, yeah. and shit. <laughs> that is so common. Like I just had a conversation with somebody I was dealing with the other day, and I'm the biggest shit talker. <laughs> if you can't fucking handle the shit talking, you don't want to deal with me because I'm gonna that's talk right. shit. And he was like, "Yeah, girl, <laughs> why don't you why don't you send me a picture of some little lingerie <laughs> looking ass?" Like, oh, he came at you. And like so that. I'm like, "Listen, but we go we go way back." Oh, okay. But he was okay. still okay. serious. Okay. Okay. He was still serious. Like, why don't you send me a picture with some lingerie on? And I'm like, "Why don't you send me a picture with some lingerie?" <laughs> like, and I'm not saying put on like women's lingerie, but oh, okay. That's my okay. point <laughs> is. Why are you asking me to, like, no, I'm not sending you a fucking picture of me in some panties and shit. Like, so you can do what? Look at it and slobber a little bit until the next time you see me? Like, how about you show me something different or plan something or be spontaneous or or have some conversation back and forth? Like, don't let that be your greeting. Don't let that be what we're talking about every time I talk to you, girl, send me a picture or... I love it. I'm so fucking grown. I'm with you. Like, get your ass out of here with that shit. And, like, my son is is about to be 19 years old. I think he says more mature things to the girls he's trying to holler at than, a girl, send me a picture. Like, at what point does does that shit get played out? Yes. Yes, yeah. for real. That that's a that's 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 a that to me that's generating you, you everything that follows that is like you know what I'm saying. You know why are you here? Why are you messing with me? You it's, know what but I'm it's saying? so common. It's so common, and it's always an underlying motive. There, it's always in the background. Being a woman, like even if it's not, if you're not romantically attracted to someone, we as women, single women, have to be guarded in our interactions exchanges with men generally typically because there's always some bullshit like i'm up here with, i ain't got no bra on titties just out me being my afrocentric mm-hmm. grounded tree hugging mother earth self on a panel full of men but y'all are not sitting here and and huffing and puffing and, and being ill with me like i can be myself i know anytime i come and sit on this panel i can be myself i can be comfortable i don't have to um I don't have to present myself in the world's idea of what is whatever. I can come in here in all my fairy dripness and not worry about that. Right. But for the most part, out in society, I have to be guarded. I can't fully be myself. I can't just be a woman in the essence of my womanhood without feeling like the masculine energy is groping me. 
You mm. know what I mean? Like, it's not common for men to just champion their women, even if it's not a romantic type of exchange. Even mm. though we ain't trying to date, we ain't trying to hook up. You know, there's, it's obvious that there's not a mutual attraction here. So why even push that envelope? Then it layers over right into that time situation and shit that we got to Because if you're interrupting a person's life and you're not, you're not authentic about what, what you're coming for, you know, you do, you, that's time. <laughs> you you know, wasting that's, my you waste, time, possibly. Right, right, yeah. right Tad. Yeah. Uh, man, a, a lot. Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still on that clip, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that was, she was speaking about uh, her ex-husband, correct? Yes. Okay. Dang, you're going to hate me for this. It just sound like you weren't being entertained. That's what it sounded like to me. It wasn't no entertainment for you, so you was like, oh, I'm not putting up with this. Even went to the ad homonyms of, you know, throwing insults at them because you were, you know, not entertained. But neither here nor there. You're right, though. If this is somebody you're dating, interrupting your life, I guess if you could say it like that, then, yeah, that's BS. You know what I mean? But that's that's where you take the time to get to know that person and find out if this, that's what it is. But as far as, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, just being, uh, just a, I guess, staying or boring or this and that. I mean, that's that's another part of the vetting process, man. If if that person don't do what you like and you don't, and you know, y'all not vibing on that, you get away from that quick. And there don't got to be no hard feelings or nothing like that. But again, like we talked about a couple of weeks, you can't stay with somebody super long and then be bitter about it when, mm -hmm. and then when you finally decide to leave, you feel like, oh, it's been too long. No, if you knew from back then, you let it go. You know what I mean? That's how, that's just what I think about the situation. As far as what you said, of course men are going to gawk and ogle and whatever. Is that a word? Ogle? I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> we know. We yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It, it, there, there's a level to where, where it should not mm -hmm. cross over into disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But you have to respect the fact that, that men being attracted to women... Right, but then it's when good. it when it becomes stagnant, there's no growth. And you're your right. expectation from me is of all of this grandeur, but what are you giving me in return? So you it, want me to do this to turn you on, but have you done if, anything to if, turn me on? If that's all, if that's all, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying this about the brother who requested the picture, but if that's all yeah. he ever talks about, all he ever wants or speaks about, that's all he wants, and that's that's where it's like, well, he don't even deserve the time of day that you give him, even if even, even if y'all do go back. If every time y'all talk, that's what, what he talking about, that's what he want, okay, well then slide that off. But if it happened to just come up or something, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with the question in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, 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 every it's time a, they talk, the first thing that he says then, out of his mouth. Then that's some obsession going on with him. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're if obsessing over her in, 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 in 90s or way, whatever, the case, in yeah. that way, you know, you um you out of pocket. Of course. You're I out agree. of pocket. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, you know what I'm saying? You stop. You're not, you're not concentrating on the more important things that you done wasted this woman's time with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you, when, one thing about men, when we um when we step to the men, especially men as myself, and I say this in no arrogant way, I come with a whole bunch of energy, man. You know what I'm saying? So if I step to a woman, you know what I'm saying, and I'm not not serious. I'm interrupting her life, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm interrupting her life, man, because you know what I'm saying. I ain't I, I ain't gonna necessarily have to get in her drawers, man, for her to fall for me, man. You know, I don't. You know, I don't say that in an arrogant way. I come with energy. Red come with energy. You but come with energy. But that's a level you of maturity that will allow you to even say, you know, this woman. Let me let me not. She fine. She bad in a motherfucker. I, like I could really mess with her, but. I'm not ready to do what I think would be necessary for where I see her to be at. So let me leave her alone. When, when yes, does a man, when is a man mature enough to say, 
Because if she's giving you the time of day, that means she's attracted to you. But if you've peeped that that ain't what you're trying to, yeah, you might want to hit or whatever, but let me let this one chill out. When, when does the level of maturity come I in? See, I see it more. You know? I, though, I know some it. of the brothers I come in contact with, we have intelligent conversations regarding women, and I see it more and more often. We do not want this basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, for, for some of these men, we're actually growing up, right? Um, we want depth in a relationship. We want int- common interests. We want spirituality. Yeah. I'm starting to see that a lot more, too, with the brothers that I interact with. We're not looking just to get in some draws. Right, you can either compliment my life or you can complicate it, mm, and I'm not gonna let you that complicate right there. it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I saw a meme not too long ago that said, "Stop bothering women you ain't ready for." That's this exactly. The, I busted out laughing, <laughs> you know, when I saw that, right? Yeah, because it, it is fact. It is fact, but it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. There are men out here, and we most more so get blown over. I got blown over for the longest because I'm intrigued by 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 the cognitive interest. And stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. What are your ambitions? Where are you trying to be in the next five to ten years? You know, what are you really trying to achieve? And then how can I help you along in that process? Like, can we contribute to each other? Like, I, I did not give time to that, that basic stuff. Oh, let's just go out to eat. Let's go to dinner. Uh, or, or let's go over to the Bishop Arts District and hang out. Like, every time we do that, it's the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. m- revenue coming out of my pocket. You get entertained for a little while. Three months later, I'm bored. Like, want, yeah, yeah, it's a cycle. It's cyclical yeah. for sure. And we can take we can even take that into association to people that we pull into our lives or whatever the case may be. Because uh, I can say firmly right now, you know, I, I, the people that I know that's in my circle, you know what I'm saying? And, and I know that they're selective about who they pull around mm-hmm. them. You know what I'm saying? Very selective. So. Mm-hmm. It kind of um, goes the same way as when somebody come into your, your, I believe everything happens because, you know what I'm saying, something either you prayed for or whatever the case may be or uh, uh, whatever your spirituality that God sees fit for you to have in your life. Are you ready for it? You know, I think that those things are very, very relevant. So, you know, when you meet people. You know, like uh, if if I um, I met you, you know, I know you, Jay. I've been knowing you for a couple of years, man, you know, and um. God puts people in situations to where, okay, why did you bring him into my life, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm doing right now, you know what I'm saying, knowing that, you know what I'm saying, there's something I got to pour into you or you got to pour into me or even both the same, you know, it's a reason for that, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So once you get to, it's, it's, a, it's a headset, Red, it's a mental level, you know what I'm saying, the way, mm-hmm. how you look at things, you know, because it, that's why I brought up the situation with the time, Tad. Time is so important and so essential right now. You know what I'm saying? And don't nobody have to want to waste their time and invest into people and other things, man. That's just going to drop out of the bottom, man. And when you got all these red flags in front of you. Man. Yeah, and if you know you're not on the same path as the person that you're entertaining, I mean, it, it would be uh, you'd be doing them a, a great uh, disservice and a huge injustice by not being real with them and not being real with yourself and standing down like back away from that situation if you know that this is not what you want it's obvious as you're getting to know another person if you guys have common goals and common interests and stuff like that why string somebody along that's another thing people will string motherfuckers along just for the sake of having somebody to be with because they can't stand to be by themselves mm-hmm. now you done mm-hmm. wasted my time because you just wanted a, a buddy <laughs> for a few months or whatever when I'm looking to grow you know and all it would take is is a conversation if you know this is not where you want to be or or we not on the same 
on the same wavelength. Energy don't lie. No. It's gonna tell on you eventually. You know that's why it took over a year and a half to date myself. <laughs> that you got to, you got to get to know yourself. Man. Well, I want to say this before we take another break. Uh, I want to say in that clip we just heard, you know what I'm saying? I don't have the facilities right now to keep playing it back or whatever the case may be. But uh, in that in that clip, uh, she was saying something. Vet was saying something about she was going into the part about uh, nah nah the part about uh, uh, um. You ain't even uh, unlocked my mind, right? Yeah, yeah. She was going into that, and then <laughs> you can hear Red in the background. Oh, she was going. Red, Red was like, unlock the mind. You <laughs> 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 see, can I bring that clip up? And it was just so because she, cause yeah, she, she was pre. Now yeah, you gonna shout her down and, and she was, shit. She said, fuck <laughs> Red was uh, it was it was just good, man. And uh, I, I laughed at that for so long. Red was in the background. She was just like preaching on. Come on, girl. We'll be back. Hey, entrepreneurs, it is me, Dr. Cassandra Bradford, and I want to invite you to this year's The Run Entrepreneurial Conference happening on July 15th at 8 a.m. at On the Levee in Dallas, Texas. Listen, if you are a CEO, a CFO, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or you're just thinking about starting a business, you need to get to The Run Entrepreneurial Conference on July 15th, 2023. Listen, if you are a truck driver, a dispatcher, freight broker. It doesn't matter what you do. Get to the Run Conference this year. We're going to have workshops, conferences, roundtable discussions. If you want to get into dispatching, trucking, AI, artificial intelligence, whatever you need in business, we got you covered. Come have the entrepreneurial experience of a lifetime on July 15th at the Run Conference. The Run Conference Experience, Saturday, July 15th at 9 a.m. Don't miss out on the Levy Center, 1108 Quaker Street, Dallas. For registration, go to www.runconference.org. Yeah. 
passion made me all be reckless I can't help but feel this way And ever since I left you I've never once felt any regret Welcome back, welcome back. We are on the throne. You know what it is, man. Your main man Tadnips in here with King Charles, of course. Yay. Red January. Hey, hey. And my brother Jay, right, of let me say it again. Executive Society. Executive music coming soon. And just so you know, I am a poet. I'm still in a couple of your bars, but I'm gonna reference you in them. All right, I'm just gonna put that out there. My brother's hot out here, man. Talk to him, King. Man, he gonna throw it back on me. I dropped it on him, but he gonna throw it right back on me. What 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 is what is uh, um what is the the best lesson that your mother taught you? What is the best lesson? What is that one lesson that you think feel that is the most valuable lesson in your life today? Wow, you know, this is gonna sound very basic, but I'll go ahead and start off. My mom. She taught me a lot of important things, but one of the ones she taught me for, for manhood, for adulthood, is when dealing with women. She is like comfortability. You know what I'm saying? Make your life comfortable. She's like women, they value comfort. Makes sense. But so in my life, like even like when I'm dating, when I'm doing certain things, whatever it is, outside of the, the gentleman stuff that my father taught me, you know, it's, it's always that level of comfort. Even if it's, you know, just a small thought of, um, you know, if, if it's a far walk, hey, pull up closer to the restaurant, let her get out and wait at the front, you know, then you go and park the car and walk far. Just something small like that. This is little stuff that, that she taught me, you know, as far as like just making sure she's comfortable or she's in the space where she feels safe. That's one of the biggest things my mom's taught me. Wow. That's good. That's good. I'll, I'll get in there. One of the, uh, um, the most valuable lesson that my mother taught me as a kid that uh, shows up in my life today is, um, boy, don't touch that stove, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. You know, and uh, how I look at it, you know what I'm saying, from the perspective of even a spiritual it's look life. at it to where, you know, I look mm -hmm. at it today is that, you know, that's, that's, that's life. You know what I'm saying? If a person show you who they are, believe that shit, son. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If, if that area or that route you took to start that business, it, it didn't it didn't turn out right. That, okay, it's hot. Okay, mm -hmm. but it's, a, it's another way, it's another way to get to that point, another route. So you know, it, it has showed up in that fashion in my life to where you know I do still have to be cautious, but I just can't just be turned cautious into fear to why I don't take risks that's necessary in life. Life mm -hmm. is about risk, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Chances, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Relationships, business, and different things like that. So, my, uh, yeah, that's what's showing up in my life right now. Yeah, my mama taught me to be myself. 
Like that's the one I can thing. See that. That's the one I can, thing that I can sticks see with me. that. Uh, wow. No, no, because it wasn't always. It wasn't always like this. I mean, I can remember being a little girl. I've always been so different, and it was it was hard, you know, because because everybody wants to be like everybody else. That's the commonality is is to be with be like whatever's hot right now. Right. You know, everybody started Roll getting BBLs. Everybody want to get a BBL. Now yeah. y'all running around yeah. here and your BBLs yeah. is leaning to the side. Right. It ain't cool no more, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, it was like that, you know, with little girls, you know, my name was different. My name is Maya and all the little girls was named Michelle and Jessica and, and you know what I'm saying? Rachel and all those, those types of names. And I was like, mom, why my mom named me Maya? I, I always wanted to be like everybody else, because I stood so far out from the crowd. And that was something that I had to deal with over a long time. Shit, probably the last 25 to 30 years, like really letting go and being who I am. Because I was never going to reach the things that were specifically meant for me by trying to be like someone else. So it wasn't until I really started championing championing who I am as an individual, just wearing my hair however I want to wear it and drawing a flower on the side of my face if I feel like it and, and you know, if or whatever the case may be, just really living in the essence of who I am, did I start to unlock the levels of my life. The the things that I always wanted to do inside my mind, inside my dreams and my fantasies, did they start the opportunities start falling in my lap without me having to look for them. It all made sense why my mom would always tell me, Damn. just be yourself. Don't try to be like them. They trying to be like you. Uh, hey, yeah. man. Be a, be a trendsetter. That was the dopest <laughs> shit my mom could have ever told me. Pioneer because it, it allows everything else to fall into place. If I'm just myself, uh, I learned as a kid growing up in church that your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great men. That's all you need is your gift. But you have to cultivate your gift, not try to cultivate the person's gift next to you that you're coveting because you see what their gift is doing for them. Use your gift. And then everything that you're supposed to have is going gonna, is gonna to come. Like, Deep lesson. Come on, mom. Jay, what about you? Shit. Man, uh, so like my sister was pretty much my mom growing up. Um, I didn't really communicate with my stepmother like that. But my sister, she she taught me things like, um, the way you are inside your house is how you need to leave when you walk out of it, right? Because the way you are outside your house is how you are inside. Um, things like, Bars. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, always have your own stuff. My sister always, she, she raised me. I always have my own car, my own place. That way things go bad. Nobody could ever put me out, mm-hmm. right? I, I can always get rid of the problem, but I can't be that problem, right? Um, just things like that, man. Um, those things I, I kept to heart. It, it was hard for me to really be myself, um, like you were explaining. But I knew it was like that capability was always inside me. Mm-hmm. I was always different. I was the one with the hood on and, and back in, in the back corner, chilling mm-hmm. by myself, you know, while everybody else was doing them. Um, and, and, you know, I started to come into my own a little bit uh, during high school. That's kind of when I started to, to gather myself. But a lot of the power that I have now, I did not realize I had it until I turned 43, right? Today is just, I feel like a kid again. Hell, I collect Transformers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was putting one together yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, get to, I get to tap into to the things that I used to love, but I can actually enjoy them today, right? But, um, man, that, that's that's a good question, though. Wow. 
It's it's Mother's Day weekend, you know what I'm saying, and and, and I I do appreciate, you know, I'm, I don't fall into these holidays and stuff like that. But any time that you take the time and your day to acknowledge, one of the hardest things to do in life, really, you know, raising children is 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 <clears throat> underrated, man, because mm-hmm. it is so underrated. You know, raising a child is tremendously hard. It's tremendous. Man, and and, and 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 anybody that says anything different, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I have to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's Mother's Day weekend, and uh, on the show today, what I want to do, I kicked it off with that question, and it was because um, I wanted to put it out there how important mothers is. You can see right now that we just talked about every one of um, our caretakers, man. You know, uh, gave us something that's really showing up and really profound, you know, um, Red's mom gave her something as far as, you know what I'm saying, really shaped, allowed her to be herself, to shape into the woman I see today, you know what I'm saying, that we know, and um, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lesson, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that, you know, turned out really well, and, and Tad, too, you know, he kicked it off with his. Let's do this right now, and, I, and I'll start it off, and, um, I just want to take a time to have, I'm on the air and I'm on the air around the world, you know what I'm saying? We see video, video clips through social media. So I want to take this time right now, you know, and, and talk to you, mother, you know. Um, I want to say um, thank you, you know. Um, thank you for being there. Thank you for um, always letting me know that I was your baby, you know. Um, a lot of things that you said and when you said them, you know, I didn't necessarily pay attention to them and I know, but you know, I do remember when I needed, I was able to reach back into the bag of things that you gave me, man, and apply them in my life today. And, uh, it made me an all right, man, you know, today, you know, and I know you see what you've produced, you know what I'm saying? To play the part in producing. And I just want to thank you just for everything. And I, and, um, you're never forgotten to the last breath I take. So I want my um, co-host to, you know what I'm saying, say something special for their mother right now. Oh, man. <clears throat> hey, Mom, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to tell a secret, but now I ain't going to do that. <laughs> no, uh, on, the, on a serious note, uh, to my mom, uh, more so than just the lessons, your understanding um, and your compassion, you know, your, your belief and uh, who I could be, who I who I am turning out to be, um, it, it means a lot. You know, just that that one that one word of affirmation or, or, or confirmation, I should say, from you know your mother can do what you can hear from a thousand people, and it won't mean anything. And I, I was blessed with a mother who was Come able on, to, to speak life to you know a little bit, man. But <laughs> but with a mother who's able to speak that life into me and literally tell me, you know, you can do what you want to do. Um, but never letting me forget that, you know, there is a, a there's a path, a, a code of ethics, let me say. Uh, and, you know, you stress the importance of uh, taking initiative to do the things that were necessary in order to get me to where I wanted to be. Uh, always told me to be a man of my word. Uh, and that's um, what I, I one of the things I pride myself and I value so much. Um, but for all your sacrifices, uh, I thank you for that. And um I, most importantly, I thank you for keeping our family together, for keeping our <clears throat> family together. Um, for, for, Which is huge. Man, that's, people don't realize mm-hmm. mothers are the ones who keep the family 
together. I, I mean that. The mothers are always the ones that keep the family together. Um, and I don't know if it's if it's uh, what's the word? Um, if it's they talk about good optimism. knees, they need to talk about tough skin. I don't know if it's That's instinct, optimism, or if yeah, it's if it's just too. just instinct or the belief of no, this is going to work out. You know, it's it's going to be what it's supposed to be. We're going to find a way. Uh, that was in my mother, and uh, I'm I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, mom. Wow. Yeah, and that's what I thank my mom most for is is for showing me how to utilize my instinct. I've watched my mom through so many different types of situations, through abusive situations with boyfriends, with you know how to maneuver, how to struggle, how to get it out the mud, how to rob Peter to pay Paul, how to slip and slide and twist and turn and, and always make it happen, and the kids never felt it. Y'all don't know what the hell I'm dealing with in my personal life. You'll never know when you see me, I'm together. Mm. And whatever needs to happen at home is going to happen no matter what I got to do. And my kids ain't going to always feel it. My mom taught me how to do that with, with poise and with grace and to make sure that home was always taken care of, that home was clean no matter where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Take care of your shit. Take care of yourself. Be clean. I thank my mom for things like showing me how to buy the right type of bra. You know, I look at I, I look at people and we set up and we score on people when we be at the mall and shit like that. But mm-hmm. you don't know what they was taught. Maybe maybe they mama was big mama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she didn't know that you know 36 C and a 34 uh, D is the same size bra. They're sister bras. I mean, like shit like that. Don't even try it because you don't got titties, so don't worry about it. But but it's I'm things like that, like that. It's it's things that you know they say um, class can't be it can't be bought. It's something that's in you. I'm I'm grateful for my mom for teaching me that you don't have to to be you know a millionaire to operate with grace and with class. On, Those are things huh? that are in a and you know mm. we we learn them growing up. You know as little girls how to to sit you know and how to get in and out of a car when you have a dress on like those are privileges that a lot of girls aren't taught how to take pictures with men you don't fully frontal hug and all of that kind of these are things these are ways to to protect ourselves and present ourselves as a lady i talk a lot of shit i do a lot of cussing but you never will, will say i'm not being a lady these are things that i learned from my mother these are things that so many Young girls that grow into women that don't have manners or class or poise about themselves didn't have the opportunity to learn. And so I'm so glad that I come up, you know, from generations of women. You know, I'm not so far removed from slavery. You know, my my great-great-great-grandmother was born a slave. You know, that doesn't mean that we can't have class, that we can't know who we are and understand who we are and carry ourselves with with um, an amount of respectability that um, demands respect without speaking it. These mm. are things that my mom taught me that I'm grateful for. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> That's Real shit. Your sister, your caregiver, you know, um, if you could say anything right now to her, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's an opportunity. Yeah, um, definitely. My big sister, man, she spent a lot of years being that mother figure to me, um, always instilling me that I was capable. That was a huge thing. Uh, you talking, you know, to, her. talking to her. You talking to her. Talk to her. Well, yeah, yeah. Talk to her. Don't talk to me. Yeah, talk to thank, her. thank you for always letting me know that I'm capable. Um, you always believed in me. You, 
when everyone else quit on me, you never did. Mm. Um, and even to my mother, um, I, she didn't come into my life till I was 22, but things have not always been the best. But today I have an opportunity to continue to mend what needs to be mended. Um, and, and I'm definitely trying to slowly and gradually put effort into that. Um, so I, I want to have that relationship with you. Cool. Um, I want you to be there while you're still here. Um, and definitely Mama Ramona, like when, when I was alone in all that pain and it was just me and God, she stepped in and became that figure that I needed. And she is here to this very day. Um, and I definitely pray for her healing right now. She's recovering from a knee replacement, so she's at the hospital. I'll probably go visit when I leave, but anyway, um, she's, she's just been there, and she's also helped me, helped me curate this new power that I have. Um, she's, she's leading me to believe in, some, in myself today, and I, I definitely love you for that. The South Side Chicago and you and everything. <laughs> she got to cuss at me every once in a while. You know? <laughs> she she got to cuss at me every once in a while. That's when I know she's serious. But um, I love that woman to death, man. I'm, today I'm fortunate to have two mothers. Very, very fortunate to have two mothers. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And um, I love you guys. I love all y'all. You know what? I, he, I, I, I'm grateful because I had. He just took it there, man. I, Come over here. Look. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I feel like everything everybody said, man, you know what I'm saying? Because one thing about me, man, you know, and you'll, you'll know, because, you know, I, we had conversations quite recently, and I've told you something about me, you just, it's kind of yeah. like, you're like, damn, man, you know? But uh, um, my my mother was, my thought or my belief of my mo- mother or the trauma that I, I, I went through my mother was that one last hurdle I had to get over before I can be the man that you see sitting next mm-hmm. to you. Because I carried so much pain when she went away. You know, she went to the joint. You know, and when she got out, I took that. I received that as a child of, you, you left me, man. Because all the time that she was gone, how we, me and my sister was treated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We was treated kind of bad. And um, so I blame Mama for that, you know. And I don't, I didn't know it for a very long time that I held that. But you know, it was um, through therapy, you know, that I I got a chance to to be dug, that dug out of me. And uh, and the question that was asked to me was, "Who hurt you?" Mm. And I was confused of the question, but they just repeatedly asked me, "Who hurt you?" And on. Uh, Nobody hurt me, you know. But they kept asking me, who hurt you? She said, think. Be quiet, feel. And uh, it finally came out, and the tears came first. Mm-mm-mm. And then I just said, my mother, you know. And that was the beginning of a journey that, you know what I'm saying, I had to take, man, to get yeah. where I am today. Happy Mother's Day, mothers, all the mothers around the world. From the throne, we want to thank you for all that mm-hmm. you do, all that you are you know because we understand here on the throne and we love you you know you are appreciated we'll be right back mm-hmm. that's a perfect cue for uh dear mama Come on, Ficky, Ficky. that was a-
change the life that I chose I've gotta get back to myself This life's styling for me I'm ready to blow, yeah, yeah I don't wanna be Trapped in my zone When I'm full stuck all alone Freaky down, come to find me Because when the storm comes There's nowhere to hide The sun doesn't rise The tears start to fall It is me, Dr. Cassandra Bradford, and I want to invite you to this year's The Run Entrepreneurial Conference happening on July 15th at 8 a.m. at On the Levee in Dallas, Texas. Listen, if you are a CEO, a CFO, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or you're just thinking about starting a business, you need to get to The Run Entrepreneurial Conference on July 15th, 2023. Listen, if you are a truck driver, a dispatcher, freight broker. It doesn't matter what you do. Get to the RUN conference this year. We're going to have workshops, conferences, roundtable discussions. If you want to get into dispatching, trucking, AI, artificial intelligence, whatever you need in business, we got you covered. Come have the entrepreneurial experience of a lifetime on July 15th at the RUN conference. The Run Conference Experience, Saturday, July 15th at 9 a.m. Don't miss out on the Levy Center, 1108 Quaker Street, Dallas. For registration, go to www.runconference.org. Perfect. January, and we got Mr. J over here. You know, we're talking about, um, on the last segment, maybe we went in and talked about moms and um uh, our experiences and lessons and the little nuggets that we got from there and also paid homage to mothers around the world. Uh, I want to kind of go back on there. Uh, did, did, um, did y'all get ass whoopings when y'all was younger? What? Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. What? I, 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 man, I got some Rufus ass whoopings, man. The world, one ass whooping. I got. You can't talk about mamas and being raised without talking about some ass whoopings. <clears throat> Man, she caught me coming out the tub. Oh, 
Ooh, your ass was wet. <laughs> you probably thought it out the tub. He got man. a wet ass whooping. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And tore my ass Ooh, up, man. Wait. I don't know what that ass whooping was for, but I bet you I didn't do that again. Yeah. I bet you I didn't do that again. My granny used to tell us, I'll fire you up. I'll fire you up? I'll fire you up, baby. You know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I done gave some ass whoopings, too. Can I ask a question? You know, even that, even in that, you know, um, is that, um, how do we view that now? Because when we were younger or whatever the case may be, it, it was normally, if you do something wrong, you get, to, you, you get a spanking. You I done laid them. in my kids' laps and cried and apologized for whooping their asses the way I okay. whooped their asses. I ain't lying. But shit, that's what we knew. That's what we were taught. Shit, we got beat into submission. Our mamas, our grandmas, our great-grandmas and grandpas yeah. got beat the hell into submission. So that's... What we knew, and that's how we were taught, and that's how we were disciplined coming up. And it took for um, somebody to to break that that cycle. You know, I, I was convicted about that shit because yeah. my my baby boy that's getting ready to graduate, man, I beat that. <laughs> man, for years I was having to beat that nigga because he just would he bad, but he wasn't bad. But that's what we were indoctrinated to think, that we were bad if we acted a certain way. He just needed to be whatever he needed to be. But we didn't know any better, right? So as you know better, you do better. And as I grew older, as an older parent, and and he grew up and started maturing a little bit, we started having conversations. And I realized that shit was abusive. Yeah. And it, it yeah. had... It has had effects on on him that we are still trying to to debunk we're mm -hmm. trying to grow in places in our relationship because man that shit's not okay he's going to take that into uh his romantic relationships and how he views women and and all of those things and it's fucked up because i'm a single mom you know so i have to be the disciplinary and i can't be on all the lovey-dovey good parent shit i got to be the bad cop too you know so i i think that there are boundaries that we as parents have to really um seek out and we have to be intentional about it. And we have to talk to our kids as they grow and mature. Because yeah. they're, they're just young people trying to learn how to be grown-ups. They're, they're, they are who they are from mm -hmm. when they're born. Yeah. We, we have to, as parents, allow our kids to grow into who they're supposed to be. And, and guide them in life, not rule over them. And yeah. I don't believe no woman should yeah. be ruling over no man anyway. So as a single mom, it's a different type of perceptive that you have to use when you're raising boys because i can't be coming at him because then that's what he's going to equate to women and behavior and he's not going to want that so you think he's going to find a black woman to be mm. with when he had a black mama that was eh, eh, come on eh. now you dropping nuggets right yeah. there come on man yeah, and i don't want that for my right boys there. i want them to have black yeah. women because it's so beautiful you what know you think about ass whoopings jay I mean, I got, I, got, like that. I got a lot of them, man, but um, I was more so a quiet kid, but I, I, I'm actually grateful for the pain that we went through. Like, our generations are fixing these generational curses. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's doing it, but we do have open-minded adults who are yeah. willing to change that disciplinary, uh, you know, that disciplinary type history that we have. I see, uh, you know, uh, somebody that I'm seeing right now, she is excellent. Uh, at communicating with her daughter, right? But she still instills that discipline as well. Uh, it's about that effective communication. Um, and that's these, these are real good questions. 
These, this is stuff I'm focusing on, right? <laughs> Generational curses. Yeah, you got to break that and, shit. And, and effective communication. Even in a moment of anger, I should be able to effectively communicate, this is how I feel mm -hmm. when this occurs, or this is how you make me feel when you do this, right? And then I'm, I'm setting a boundary. Like, mm -hmm. this is not okay with me. And um, the more we can effectively communicate, not just our kids, but with people in general, yeah. yes. as opposed to lashing out in some cases physically mm -hmm. um one of one of the brothers that I, uh, I talk to quite often he said society we need to go from a carnal mind to a spiritual mind mm -hmm. a statement that simple ha had a completely different effect on my approach the way i'm doing things right um we can learn a lot just by communicating with our own children mm -hmm. yeah you know, not not do not only do we send information to them, but we got to be able to receive too. Yeah, that comprehension piece exactly. is paramount. Yeah. Don't forget about that. It, that's what that's all we're <laughs> that's all we're doing today in society. That's all we're doing, right? We're sending, 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 mm -hmm. and nobody wants to receive. Yeah, right. they don't want to receive shit. Come on, especially right. if it don't sound the way they think it should sound, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. um, that know-it-all syndrome, you know what I'm saying? You that can't hear nothing when you good. think you know it all. Doesn't sure. always feel good. You know that that that's a, even a bad conversation. You know what I'm saying? It, it gets old real quick with me. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I like I like I like just now when she was talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 learning something. I'm mm -hmm. pulling something out of that. You know what I'm saying? Not only just necessarily learning something, a lesson for my life, but you know what I'm saying? Appreciating the uh, stuff that she went through and where she's at and how she views life is refreshing yeah. to see that on a black woman. You know what I'm saying? That's refreshing to me. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to what is what they would call the norm, you know what I'm saying, out of pockets, you know what I'm saying, don't know how to help carry herself, don't know how to cross her legs, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, she's always in her femininity, you know what I'm saying, but, you know, she, it's, I, I believe that 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 um, we as, as um, uh, uh, society today is at a brink because you just said a generation like we got our ass whooped, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, that's coming with some new information and breaking general, uh, breaking curses and everything, mm -hmm. generation curses. Mm -hmm. But we also have to um, make sure that, you know what I'm saying, that we're not falling into this this thing because, you know, yes, we're supposed to stay up on uh, what's happening today and everything like that, even the technology, but we can't get caught up in the generation that has came after us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't get caught up in that because, Sean you know, goofy right, you'll be wow. lost in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goofballing. Yeah, oh right, because you'll be lost in the sauce, you know, because that's the generation that came after us or whatever the case may be that necessarily are, are necessarily didn't get what we got but it's a lot of things red said it on a show about maybe four months ago it's a lot of things in our past that you know what i'm saying that we need to use as fine foundational bricks for, mm -hmm. uh, for our lives today because they still hold very much value mm -hmm. it's a lot of stuff we need to get rid of it does not apply won't it's get called chewing benefit. up the meat and spitting out the bones yeah. you can sit and listen to a yeah. conversation and not everything is going to apply but you have to be able to rightly divide and, and discern what's necessary yeah. it's called gleaning you take what you need for you and you mm -hmm. store it for mm -hmm. later and let the mm -hmm. other shit that doesn't apply fall by the wayside yeah. you know but you're going to need that you're going to need that information to be stored up for later it's going to apply at some point you know, shit, iron sharpens iron. I don't want to be around a bunch you know, of people. You know, I've had, I've had this real. thought also in, in viewing um, our generation, right? Um, I, I hear a lot of men say, or uh, they talk about the femininity, 
and um, young men today, mm-hmm. right? Um, our generation, I witnessed a lot of men when they had children, that ain't my kid. Oh no, she lying. Dad. You know, I'm not. I, I ain't doing that. I ain't taking care of that kid. Da 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 da. It happened a lot in our generation, right? Yeah. And so then those kids grow up with the mother, the auntie, the cousins. They all females, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. There's no male figures around as, mm-hmm. as they grow up, and then you wonder why they have certain behaviors. And right? there's no village, so, and the kids don't respect the village either. You so can't tell now, them nothing. Men, have, we have to accept that responsibility, and that's what I was telling you guys earlier about. Um, us trying to curate leaders to be leaders. Do we do? Are we really standing firm on that right there? You know what I'm saying? That he says he said uh, there's there's a generation that went through a few generations. As a matter of fact, that um, women were left to raise the children, and and, the, and a lot of children was. But that was systematic. Now look correct. at all the sissies, exactly. and now look at wartime, and all our war age <laughs> fighting age men is. Punks, I'm sorry to say, I can't count on y'all to go win the war. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, it really is systematic. Look at if you look back through through history. If you look back through history, it's always been about um, taking the strength and the foundation mm. out of the home and mm. making the black woman dependent on Uncle Sam. Yeah. And That's as long breakdown. as exactly. she's getting welfare and dependent on Uncle exactly. Sam, it can't be no man mm-hmm. in the house because as soon as daddy get out of prison and come back home, yeah. they're going to expect him to carry his weight, but they ain't going to give him no job. Exactly. And now she can't get welfare. Exactly. So as long as the black family is, is disintegrated and there's dissension and we're not unified, mm-hmm. then the the woman is dependent on the government and the government can tell her what to do with her child and it's okay if um if little ray ray's daddy ain't there to show him how to be a man it's going to be easier for him to have his hand on his hip and be sucking through his teeth and his disposition be a little bit softer because he's around his mamas and his aunties and them and now he's feminine That was the purpose all along. That is part of us being indoctrinated by that slave mentality. But we always went, no, 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 no. But yeah, 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 yeah. You got to pay attention to the unspoken. And that's why that's a huge part of why our family unit is so broken down. And then, then you have what you were just talking about. You know, can't nobody tell your kid nothing. Mm-hmm. So that devalues the village. The village, yeah. Right? So if I'm at if I'm a single mom and I gotta work overnight, I can't count yeah, on yeah. uh the neighbor to give a fuck about what my kids is doing over there mm-hmm. to let me know because it ain't their kids and they ain't gonna meddle and my kids are not being raised to respect the neighbor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so what do I do? Where's my support system? We don't have a village. Our culture is completely broken down because we share it with everybody else. Mm. And so, again, that's one of those targets, wow, right? Yeah. That's one of yeah. those targets for us, putting these hands in the feet in communities and finding uh, we have ladies that represent executive society who are going to find these ladies to curate younger ladies. Mm-hmm. And then us as I men, we're going to touch these communities to encourage men to curate younger men, right? Mm-hmm. That's what exactly what she was explaining. How do we snatch that foundation back? How do we become community dependent as yeah. opposed to government dependent? We gotta right. take our power. If we invest in our own communities as people, I remember my grandfather back in Nacogdoches, Texas. He was a he was a um, a leader in the NAACP. Mm-hmm. They used to collect clothing in the neighborhood when people would outgrow clothing and stuff like that. They would collect all that clothing, wash it every Friday. People would come by his house who needed whatever, and they mm-hmm. could get whatever. 
Like when we start throwing those resources around, I can go in my closet right now and find about 18 large shirts, T-shirts that I'm not wearing anymore. And what I'm going to do is find one of our members and go give him that stuff because he's in sober living and I know he needs it, right? Mm -hmm. How do we start pouring back into our communities the resources that we have instead of trying to get resources from a dependent source, especially when they're coming from government. Because mm-hmm, they ain't going to give us no right. funding. They're going to fund everybody nah. else but us. So nah, they're going to pocket, all, they gonna pocket all that, Red. They're yeah. going to pocket so all that. Well, if we can become community dependent as yeah. opposed to being government dependent, then we, we actually might start seeing this shift mm-hmm. in resources. Yeah. All right, so, you know. You know, and um, we definitely need to see a shift. We need a few, few shifts. Um, Jay, I want to thank you for coming on the throne today, man. Hey, I want man, to thank I you for being my guest. You know, so much. <laughs> thank you. Um, definitely going to invite you back. Red, red, red. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to sit here on the throne when you do. You know what I'm saying? I want to appreciate you for being my co-host. Yeah. Uh, this is home. Very important. Very important to the throne to me. And um, I want you to uh, take us out. Give them something. Drop a nugget on them. Yeah, y'all want to nugget? Take us out for the day. I give y'all asses a nugget, all right. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, um, I just want to um, build on what I was was saying that I was thankful for my mother for. Um, Just really the biggest nugget I could give you today is what my mom always told me, and that is be yourself. Be um, a student of yourself. Be a seeker of knowledge as it applies to yourself and to your life. Um, Let go um, of the control and just live your life and allow the essence of who you are, the ebb and flow of who you are to push and pull you to the places that you're supposed to be. If you take your hands off of the wheel and just be yourself. Um, your your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great men. Wow. Be yourself, and everything else will fall into place. Happy Mother's Day to Happy all the beautiful Mother's, mothers out there, man. You y'all the real OGs. The real OGs. Real shit, y'all the real OGs. Love y'all. Giving you, you your flowers right now. The throne. Tune in next week. You know those conversations that nobody want to talk about. Fray away from, they're scared to talk about. Yeah, the throne. That's where the conversation is being had. On Fishbowl Radio Network, every Saturday from 1 to 3, live all over the world, the throne. Talk radio.